on this episode, we're going to learn how to use Facebook Messenger to manage all of your customer services in your online store. Just stay tuned. Welcome to 2X E-Commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Pinay, answers them. Also hear from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me, and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. So on the inbound marketing strategies, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. This episode is brought to you by Clavio, the game-changing email automation tool, period. Clavio is running a docu-series. It's a video docu-series called Beyond Black Friday. And if you are figuring out how to generate sales beyond Black Friday, well, you have to head over to Clavio.com, check out their resources section, and it's the first thing you're going to see. Basically, they are um, interviewing and actually getting into the offices of 12 best-in-class e-commerce businesses in 12 episodes, and um, they want to find out how they keep the momentum of sales going throughout you know, all 12 months of the year. Um, it's it's a super interesting um, you know series. The first one's out already. It's with the shorts um, brand called Chubbies. I would implore you to go and check it out. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Xs to the Two X E-commerce podcast. I'm your host Kune Campbell, and this is the e-commerce podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail, not at the enterprise level, neither at the micro, but at the fine middle. If you're keen to driving metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat business, traffic, and ultimately sales, I would try my best to get a guest on the show that provide insights to help you guys, you know, grow. On today's episode, I am super, you know, happy about it. I'm like excited about my guest. He is a gentleman by the name of Joshua March, and he's a CEO of a company called a platform actually called Converse Social. They're a messaging platform um, for managing your you, you know, your, your messaging, you know, marketing, your messaging, uh, customer support. Um, and they worked with the likes of Gymshark, BBC, Tesco, RBS. So they're really at the mid-tier and enterprise. Um, so they have a lot of insights into messaging, what you guys need to be doing around messaging right now. Um, so without further ado, I'd like to welcome Joshua to the show. Welcome. Thanks. Great to be on it. Fantastic. Thank you for, for turning up. And um, I probably didn't do you enough justice um, making an intro to Converse Social and yourself. Could you take a minute or, or less to, to introduce yourself and, and Converse Social, your platform? Sure. Thanks. Yeah. And, and great to be on, on, on the platform. You know, retail and e-commerce, I think, is one of the most exciting verticals we work with and, and some of the most innovative companies that, that, that I've worked with over the years, for sure. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so Conversocial said we're really a, a, at heart we're a digital customer care platform that's really focused on how companies can kind of transform the customer experience by investing into to social messaging channels, uh, things like Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, which is growing, which you're know, just in the process of launching at the moment. Um, and you know, we we work with a lot of e-commerce guys, a lot of big retailers, as well as some other verticals around the world to you know, invest into something like like Messenger as a primary way of engaging with their customers. Um, I've been in the space for, for a long time. Uh, we, we originally founded the company in 2011. Um, before that, I had one of the first Facebook app development agencies in the world, which was building Facebook apps, competitions and promotions back in like 2007, 2008. And uh, before then, I actually had an e-commerce company, um, which was my first business, and it, it, it uh, didn't do so well. Uh, but did it was you a great sell? learning experience. It, we were doing like fair trade and eco products okay. uh, that were like high, like really design-led, high-quality products. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, so I the the few things I want to just just um, touch on, on on your intro. Thank you. Um, more or less a digital customer care platform. It's you you know th- those that definition of you know um, of Converse Social is really important. How does that how how would you distinguish that from a messaging platform in itself? Well, how? Yeah, yeah. Messaging is such a big term these days, and I think it's useful to understand it. Uh, I often use the term social messaging, and the reason for that is that when people talk about messaging, sometimes they're talking about uh, you know like Slack, like tools, you, you know, you, ways you're using to message people internally. Uh, sometimes you're talking about you know messaging people on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you're talking about you know messaging your friends on like you know or using something like WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger. Uh, which are the kind of consumer or like social messaging platforms, um, and you know, our focus is really on you know, helping consumer brands uh, engage with their customers through those consumer or social messaging channels. Yeah, um, so that's that focus. It's super important, you know. To to so so you're more post purchase customer support, customer service, and probably also pre pre purchase questions from potential yeah. potential customers. Correct. Yeah, we started more post-purchase um, over the last year. Yeah, we partnered with Facebook to launch Messenger Chat, and Messenger Chat is a uh, kind of full replacement for web chat powered by Messenger that goes on your website, uh, mm-hmm. and that's obviously used often for pre for pre-purchase and sales conversions. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we're doing more and more in the automation and bot space, um, we're actually going to be doing a lot more to help with direct transactions and revenue as well. Interesting. You you founded the company in two thousand and eleven. Um, obviously, you know, messaging Facebook's messaging platform was was nowhere where it was. I think Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg actually announced um, his vision for for messaging back in two thousand and fifteen, or maybe even sixteen. If I'm not, you know, if I'm not wrong. Um. So, how did you get that foresight in two thousand and eleven to to double down on on messaging? You actually even written a book, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I wrote a book uh, on the future of customer service in the era of social messaging and AI uh, called Message Me that just came out a few months ago. It was a okay. great, great experience. Um, but yeah, with, with Converse Social, you know, the, the initial vision for the company, go back to 2011, was that uh, all communication was shifting into smartphones. Right, the iPhone had been out for a couple of years, and social media was really starting to to explode. Still pretty early on, but I really believed that. You know, these kind of represented the new ways that people were going to be 
communicating with each other. And that as all communication kept shifting into these channels, it would transform how companies would have to communicate with their customers. Mm. Um, and, and that was the kind of core founding vision for Conversocial. And so we set out to, to build software and build tools that would help companies make the shift. Um, and we decided pretty early on that one of the biggest opportunities that no one else was really addressing was around customer care and, and figuring out how you could um, you know, move these new channels into the contact center and enable brands to do high volume, large scale customer service through all of these new channels. Um, and so that, and kind of bridging that gap really became our core focus. And, and we've kind of done that ever since. Now, as you said, the first few years, that was more around customer service through public social media, you know, Facebook pages, Twitter accounts. Now, those things always have private channels. And so we always did private messaging, but it was a, a small amount. And then in 2015, uh, which was when Facebook had uh, announced Messenger for Business, you know, they'd split out Messenger separately mm-hmm. from, face- from Facebook messages and, uh, and we're launching it as a business platform with, with like real-time messaging capabilities. And we partnered with Facebook at that point to launch it for, for our customers. And so some, we, were, we had some of the first companies in the world using Messenger for Business three and a half years ago. Um, and we were super excited by its potential then. Again, it was still a relatively small and new platform, uh, but you know, it just kept growing up and up and up. And over the last year, messaging has started to really explode. I mean, messengers just exploded. WhatsApp is now opening up business accounts for the first time. Mm-hmm. We've got Apple opening up business chats. Uh, and Instagram are going to be opening up business messaging next year. So mm-hmm. it's a super exciting time. and It's all kind of happening now. And a lot of people are kind of jumping into it. But you know, we've been kind of doing it now for, for seven years, which is, which mm-hmm. is pretty great. And, and your focus is customer service and after care, and you know, after after post purchase and and um, you know pre pre purchase questions interaction with customers basically. Okay, so um, when did you start to see the shift from public social to messaging? When was it in two thousand and fifteen, or had you you know started to see some trends where you know um, you know a certain portion of communication with customers with your clients customers was was starting to move from you know from their pages or post through to private channels yeah so you know since 2015 there's been this kind of gradual it's been gradually increasing right it was at that time it was a very small percentage of the volume that was coming through through conversocial um and it just kept gradually increasing and increasing and increasing and increasing uh, until about a year ago is when it kind of overtook, just over a year ago is when it overtook public social media. Mm. And since then, it's, it has really been rocketing up. And I think that I think it's worth talking about why, because I think in the initial, those initial couple of years, people, people were just using messaging more and more, right? It just came to dominate how people interact. Um, you know, I, I saw the Facebook's earnings call about four weeks ago. They said that there's 100 billion messages being sent every day across all of Facebook's different uh, messaging apps, which is probably like Messenger, WhatsApp, and Instagram. And that's five times global peak SMS. So just Facebook's messaging apps are like five times the peak of SMS ever was around the world. Right. Um, So messaging is really just... (laughs) Yeah, right now. So that's just... Messaging has just taken over the world, right? And so as messaging was just getting bigger and bigger, the volumes just kept going up and up. But then the big shift over the last 12 months has become because there's an increasing number of companies who are actively promoting messaging on their website, right? They're either 
using the Messenger chat widget uh, as a chat plugin for like pre-sales or on their Contact Us page, they've got a Message Us link. And what we've seen is that there's just increasingly our customers are doing that. And they're doing that because they're realizing that um, you know, customers prefer these channels. It's a much better experience. It's super effortless for consumers, right? It's just like messaging a business is like texting a friend. Right, it's mm-hmm. just it's you're not having to like sit on the phone and wait on hold. You're not having to sit on a, a chat on a website where you can't close the laptop. You know, you just send a message, put your phone in your pocket, get a message back ten minutes later, respond again. Super, super easy. And so customers really love it. You get like you know really good CSAT scores and increases in customer loyalty as a result. Um, and it's much cheaper, right? It's actually like very. It's the the, the the workflow is really efficient. The ability to add in more automation is really efficient. And so it's just a great service channel. Um, and that's before you even get into the, you know, hey, how can you use this to help drive sales and re-engagement and you know, marketing automation, all that kind of stuff. Um, and what we see is that as soon as you do that, as soon as you put a message us button on your website or the messenger chat button on your website, you see a big shift in volumes where people start messaging you instead of emailing, instead of phoning instead of chatting. Uh, and that's been a massive driver of volume in the last year. Interesting. Forever interesting. Um, so let's talk about Gymshark um, because, you know, um, a lot of listeners can relate to Gymshark because, you know, they're, they're all product businesses. Mm. Um, from when did Gymshark approach you guys? How, how did your work, you know, sort of evolve? You know, um, at what point was um, did Gymshark at what stage, growth stage, um, did they decide to start to use Conversocial? Yeah. So, um, Gymshark, I think, have always been um, really big about social and big about Messenger and you know, promoting Facebook and promoting Messenger to their customers you know, since really, really early on. But then as they were growing... And as the volumes kept going, going up, you know, they, they were just starting, just responding, you know, having having their agents just logging in on the Facebook Facebook's own tools to respond to customers, and that kind of worked okay when the volumes were low, right? And they could have someone keeping track of it. Um, but a couple of years ago, it started to become clear that numbers were getting bigger and bigger, and you know, in the same way that there's only you know you can you can only use Gmail for customer service for so long. You know, at some point, you need a proper tool to manage. You know, you need case management, you need analytics, yeah. you need workflow that allows a team of people to, to stay on top of it. <clears throat> it. It started to become clear to Gymshark that that's what they needed as well. Uh, and so that's when they came to us a couple of years ago. Um, and, yeah, we helped them. We provided the tools and the process that they could really manage it in that kind of rigorous way as like a, as a mature service channel. Mm-hmm. Um, Helps them shift volumes away from the public side more into private messaging, yeah. both on Messenger and, and, and DM, and it helps them start to apply more and more automation. Yeah, um, so, mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, for one of the stores I was involved in um, a year ago, um, where we were caught up between, um, and it was a small store, um, we we're doing hundreds of thousands per month, and we we're caught up between um, actually doing using. Uh, so we had the the messenger thing on our website, the message me, and we found that like eighty because we're selling to millennials, eighty percent of all inquiries were coming from messenger. Mm-hmm. Um, another twenty was coming from email, and um, there was so much context and depth of um, the person 
um, in the messenger platform. So you could click through, figure out what country they're, they're coming from, where they live, you know, and sh- just get a gauge on how you're going to converse with them yeah. as compared to Zendesk, which was just a text-based email platform with ticketing. It felt a lot, it felt a lot more plain. It, it felt cold with Zendesk and, you know, um, with, with Messenger, it was just a lot more, um, conversational in, in that yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's quite interesting that there's a social layer to, you know, um, to, to messaging. Um, so just, just scratching my head and trying to think about, um, the next question, how do you implement, what, what kind of metrics, what, what, how do you, do you have any customer profiles when like agents are conversing with customers? You know, what, what does it look like, you know, with conversational? Yeah. You know, one, one of the great things about messaging is that it's this continuous conversation between the brand and the customer that never ends. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, uh, over time, as, as you're engaging with the customer, you can start to build up a really big picture of who they are and what they like and you know what products they're interested in and any other personal information. And you know, anytime they reach out, whether that's on the site, in the app, whatever it is, you always have that information right straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's super valuable, right? If so, you know, if so, someone could have conversed with you months ago and then they send you a message and you know as soon as you open that up you can see all that information you can you can see the full history you can see any notes that have been taken before um and and that just means you can deliver a much more personalized experience uh than is possible right whereas with traditional web chat where it's session based you know someone may have spoken to you a week ago they come back and they start a chat again and you know you're just talking to a stranger right okay. and that and that can be pretty frustrating for the customer it's also pretty frustrating you know, for you as a brand, if you're an agent trying to respond to that, right? Um, and I think that's one of the huge values of, of messaging. So, uh, yeah, so from Conversocial, we just try and capitalize on that, right? We you know, make it easy for the agent to read that history. We allow you to, like, the agent to store information and take notes on a customer and, you know, tag them in ways that means they can be routed differently in future and things like that. We allow you to make connections between who the customer is in messaging and, and your CRM system um, so that you can kind of pull in information from you know, any other customer information or order values, things like that. Um, and, and building up that like full view of the customer that's then is just like there all the time, I think is a really, really important part of messaging. You know, what would be really nice if you could connect that with, um, with their, with average order, with, with their, with the amount of money they've spent with you. So you, you kind of grade, yeah. you know, the customer, um, that's where I see, you know, things going, especially in the e-commerce, you know, standpoint where you're just able to know this, um, this lady has spent 10,000 pounds with us. So, you know, it's <laughs> really, really special. We could give her more discounts. Yeah. Um, the, the notes around the notes I have here, um, CSAT scores, you meant you briefly mentioned CSAT, CSAT scores, um, um, CSAT scores, uh, a while, uh, sorry, um, a few minutes ago, which stands for, for those of you who don't know, customer satisfaction scores. Um, how do you sort of integrate metrics into the platform for, you know, for reps to, to kind of, um, you know, get their head around and uh, for the business, for, for managing, for business intelligence? Yeah. Yeah. So from a customer experience perspective, we built out automated surveying. So, you know, when you finish a conversation with a customer, assuming it was a service issue, uh, you want, once you say, hey, this is closed, we're finished, we'll then send out a survey 
and that surveys inline in the messaging experience. And what we found is that uh, the response rate to those surveys, when it's just like you know an image in the messaging experience, is really high. Mm. You know, 30, 40, even 50 percent. You know, versus like three, four, five percent if you're sending someone an email link. Um, so really, really high response rate to do those surveys, which can be like CSAT or MPS, which is Net Promoter Score. Is, um, is, is this an in messenger app, or um, is, does this take them to to, um, to 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 an external link to 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 to? Yeah, no, we stay we stay it within Messenger. Okay, so like nice. open within Messenger, uh, and that's what drives the the really high response rates, right? Because there isn't a click through, there isn't anything loading. It just like happens automatically. It's there in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so we get really high response rates, and, and that's really really great. Now, a- alongside that, our perspective is that you should be able to manage and measure customer service through messaging the same way that you can manage and measure customer service through any other channel, right? And so, you know, and this, this gets increasingly important as, as you get a bigger team of customer service agents, right? So when, when there's just a couple of you, it doesn't matter so much. You know, it's more just around delivering a great experience to the customer. You know, CSAT MPS is kind of all that matters. As the team starts to get bigger, then you know the productivity of agents starts to matter more and more, mm-hmm. um, and that, and you also want to get more and more in depth data about the issues you're dealing with. So that's when you know we start to be able to measure you know hey for any period of time how utilized are your agents how how long is it taking them what's the average handle time to resolve an issue um, and kind of really delve, delve into productivity metrics mm-hmm. um, and then also on like yeah you know, what kind of issues are coming through. You know, what kind of cases are coming through and what are you managing to re- resolve? Which ones aren't you managing to resolve? What's the resolution rate? How long is it taking to resolve different kinds of issues? So you really kind of delve into the, the data in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, we think it's our responsibility is to allow you to, even, even though messaging is different and has a different workflow and different way of communicating to something like web chat or phone or email, we think it's important that you can have the same kind of metrics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so it mimics what you have in any you know customer service you know platform, but but this time within the messenger you know ecosystem. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Let's talk briefly about WhatsApp. You know, um, I am surprised WhatsApp is where it is today. Um, I would have thought, you know, at least in 2018, um, you know, WhatsApp would have been, you know, the, WhatsApp that have been like a, you know, WhatsApp boss and at least 50% of websites out there. Um, has Facebook put WhatsApp in the background, you know, um, despite its adoption? It's, you know, I, I'm not sure how many, uh, what's usage like? I, I don't have any, you know, recent metrics, but at one time there were more WhatsApp users than there were Messenger users. Yeah. Um, I'm just, it's, it's lagged well behind in regards to commerce and, you know, customer service as a channel. Yeah. This is, what's your view? This is coming right now. So, and next year, I really think, will be the year of WhatsApp from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, it, it has lagged, and um, it, it's a complicated set of reasons why. Um, you know, first of all, the WhatsApp, the original WhatsApp founders weren't very focused on monetization or business users. They weren't really that keen on it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so while they've been kind of working and thinking about it for years, and we've been speaking to them for years, I think that you know, the WhatsApp founders left earlier this year, and I think that probably helped speed up you know, after they left. It kind of opened the door for WhatsApp to focus more on commercialization and business use cases. So I think that was part of it. Now, there's also just this like technical challenge where WhatsApp has full end-to-end encryption, right? So mm. uh, it's impossible. There's nothing like stored on a server on the WhatsApp servers. Um, and that me- that's a very different setup to the way that most of these platforms operate. And it means that it's much harder uh, for, biz- for to go and just kind of build a business layer on top. So, you know, with Facebook Messenger, all of the messages are being stored on a server by Facebook. And so they can open up what's called APIs, which are application programming interfaces, which allow a system like Conversocial to just access that data. Mm. It's much harder to do that with WhatsApp. And so they had to think about how they could build a system that would keep that full end-to-end encryption, but allow businesses and, and platforms like Conversocial to use them. Uh, and so that's, that's, it took them a bit more time to figure that out. They've now figured that out. And um, you know, so WhatsApp for Enterprise is now in beta. And the first companies are going live on WhatsApp at the moment. And we are one of the, we're one of the Facebook partners that are starting right. to get clients live on it. And it will be opening up fully next year. And I think it will be really massive. Yeah, I think so too. Um, just to bring my... my um, just asking, um, you, you talked about end-to-end encryption and the fact that WhatsApp um, you know, um, does not store our messages. Um, could you explain it a bit further? Because like, um, if, I, if I get a new phone and I get my WhatsApp set up in my new phone, it sort of pulls data from somewhere. Um, if it's not the servers, where, where is it pulling the data and the images from? Yeah, so... This gets into the details of WhatsApp a little bit, but WhatsApp itself doesn't store them, right? So uh, if I send you a WhatsApp message, it encrypts it on my phone. WhatsApp in the middle kind of passes the encrypted message to your phone and your phone de-encrypts it. And so WhatsApp have never read it and can't read it and don't even store it. But now right. you've got a version on your phone. And so WhatsApp, if, if you don't do anything else and you get rid of your phone and get a new phone, you can't access any of your old WhatsApp messages. They're just gone forever. WhatsApp mm. do offer an option to back up um, your messages, but mm-hmm. they don't back it up themselves. So on iPhones, you can back it up using iCloud. Got it. Uh, and then you've got your own kind of personal backup on iCloud, again, that got WhatsApp it. can't store. Okay. Uh, and they're similar for Android. Okay, so they're just terminals, just terminals. Um, yeah, exactly. you know, and there's, there's no central. That's clever, pretty clever. And, that, and, that's, and that's actually, you know, for some businesses... There are some businesses that have avoided Facebook Messenger because you know they haven't liked the idea that all the customer their customer communication is going to be on Facebook servers somewhere. Facebook. Whereas with WhatsApp, that's not an issue because mm-hmm. you know it doesn't matter what Facebook or WhatsApp want; they they have no way of accessing the messages. Mm-hmm. Interesting, very very interesting. Okay, let's go back to to Gymshark. Um, so on a typical day with Gymshark set up. Um, how many sort of you know roughly how many you know agents use use you know Converse Social? How do they sort of you know um, use your platform to 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 manage you know the the volume of customer inquiries coming through um, you know um, you know uh, Messenger? Yeah, so obviously you can't show I can't share 
exact information mm-hmm. uh, that hasn't been approved for, the, for from like a case study perspective for for Gymshark or any of our customers. But yeah, you know, they have dozens of dozens of agents who are full time, just like you know, responding to customers every single day, um, and it's kept going up and it's going up very quickly. Uh, as the volumes of people just keep going up and as more and more of their customer service volume is coming through messaging instead of traditional channels. Um, as I said, like, you know, when someone reaches out to them, uh, you know, we have a, a bot at the beginning and the bot handles some of the simple bits of the conversation and then hands over to one of their human agents who are actually then resolving the issues and, and fixing customer problems. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. And then, um, what do you do at scale? So, so let's say you know um, some people have just you know um, concluded their Black Friday and Cyber Monday yeah. you know sales, and um, you know they, the volume of you know questions and inquiries coming through Messenger is just sometimes overwhelming. When you open up that channel to messaging, you've opened it up. You know, um, there's no closing. How do brands actually? manage you know um scale you know especially if you're still going to have to handle phone calls you're still going to have to handle you know emails where how do you distribute resources to to manage you know um to man you know this this channel yeah so what we see is that the volumes do shift right so as you as the more people who message you it's not that you get the same number of phone numbers phone calls and the same number of emails same number of chats you will see those things decrease um, you know, so we have like one client today where they've really been promoting messenger and messenger chat plugin over the last year. And they're now at the point where over 80% of all of their service volume is coming through, through messenger and about their phone calls have gone down from about 40% to 15% of volume. Um, and you know, the, the, the fact is, you know, if you, if you think about a customer service agent on the phone, they can handle one customer at a time. You know, if you think about an agent handling live chat, we're trying to have live conversations on the website, you can handle maybe two customers at a time. And maybe three if you like simple issues and you're like an amazing agent, but, but two is more normal. But how many friends can you be texting in an hour? Yeah, well, it's a lot, right? And, and that's because uh, in those other channels, the agents have to sit and wait for the customer to respond. But with messaging, they don't have to do that. You, know, you send a message to a customer, and then you just go on to the next. You just go on to the next customer, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, when that when that customer gets back to you, it's maybe five minutes later, maybe it's an hour later. You know, you don't have to get back to it instantly. You know, you can get back to it ten or fifteen minutes later, and that's completely mm-hmm. fine. And that means that there's just zero downtime, and so the agents can be handling a lot more volume than they can in other channels. Yeah. Um, and it's just what you know, they have bot plat- there's a bot platform in messenger that means that it's really easy to to build bots the r key philosophy there is don't try and build a bot that can do everything because they can't and it would just be a bad experience exactly. but, but build bots that can handle simple things you know you can build bots that can look up an order status mm. um you know and, and and you know ask what kind of problem people have you know, handle the simple things then have humans there to actually answer the more complex questions and that allows you to, you know, again, have a bot handling a load of simple stuff, saves time for the agents, but still have humans there actually resolving real issues and dealing with upset customers or answering detailed product questions. Yeah. They, um, yeah. 
Yeah, they, they, I guess they provide you with that first level, you know, um, support, and they give context to you know whoever is in level two or level three to to, to solve their problems eventually for exactly. the humans. Interesting, really, really interesting. Um, okay, let's let's wrap up. What before before we wrap up and before we get into our evergreen lightning round, um, what your what are your thoughts on WeChat? You know, in China, you know, um, they're more advanced. You know, and this you could you know book flight tickets from from WeChat, for instance. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, what learnings can um, we now in 2019 or 2018, 2018, 2019, um, you know, learn from like you know the Far East from from China from from messaging apps in, in China? Yeah. So yeah, we work with WeChat as well, and WeChat's a massive platform that's super exciting. Um, I think you've got to be a little careful taking too many lessons uh, from what's happening in China. You know, they're doing some amazing things and there's some amazing innovation there, which it's always worth looking at and paying attention to. Uh, as an e-commerce brand, you've also got to be aware of just how the countries are different, right? Mm -hmm. So yes, there is tremendous amount of, of e-commerce done uh, through WeChat. But if you actually look at the details of how that's done, a lot of it's done through these mini apps, which are like, or mini programs they're called, but they're effectively mini apps that sit inside WeChat. And a big reason for that, the success of that is that you know, China has had a very fragmented mobile market, right? There's lots of different like Android forks and lots of people using different versions of phones. Mm. And it meant that they're like, whereas in the UK, or, or you know, Europe and America, you can basically like you know, have something on the iPhone, have something on Android, and you've got 100% of the market. That just wasn't the case in China. Uh, there were just like so many different varieties that it was really difficult to have you know, a single app and a single way of taking payment. Um, and WeChat acted as this like grand unifier where like mm -hmm. everyone, it doesn't matter what phone you had, you all had yeah. WeChat. And you have WeChat Pay, and you could launch a mini app, which basically a mini program, which basically works like an app on top of WeChat, where you could sell yeah. stuff, and it was and it was super easy. And so it's kind of less about the messaging experience, um, which is still super important, and people use it really heavily for customer care and sales and all this kind of stuff. But the actual e-commerce bit was more around um, the kind of that unique element of how the Chinese market works. So they're, they're app store. They're uni they're, they're basically an app store. App store. Uh, yeah, exactly. No one's uh, ever explained it this way to me, Joshua. Interesting. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's super, super insightful. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. All right. Let's move on to, um, the, the lightning round. I'm ready when you are. Born ready. Oh, right. awesome. <laughs> how do you hire people? Well, great difficulty. <laughs> uh, you've got to be as rigorous as possible, right? Do every get getting the best people in the business is the most important thing you can ever do, and you've got to be constantly uh, meeting people, having coffee with people, getting reach out, uh, getting the word out everywhere you can, and then be as rigorous as possible in, in figuring out if people are the right fit. Mm -hmm. What are your three indispensable tools for managing your business? Uh, so yeah, we use Slack internally. Um, we use Google Docs for like everything and collaborating on Docs, which is super essential. And then we also, I think I'll have to say Twitter. Um, you know, Twitter is more external, but I obviously 
you know, slightly biased because of the industry, <laughs> but on Twitter all the time, you know, use it to connect with people in the industry, experts, customers, find it's just a great channel for getting the message out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, what, what's your handle? Um, uh, so I'll link through it to it and, um, and I'll, I'll ask you later. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll, it's just yeah. At, at Joshua March. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. What's your best mistake to date? By that, I mean um, a setback that's giving the, the, the highest feedback. Yeah. Uh, I mean, too many to mention, right? Uh, but I, I think the, the general, you know, the first business I did when I was a much younger entrepreneur, which was an e-commerce company as well, um, you know, failed pretty miserably. Um, but I, I just, I, when I first started out, I think I was very overconfident in what I knew and my own abilities. And I think failing uh, helped teach me that I didn't have all the answers. You know, one of one of my biggest reflections on it was that as I kind of thought about all the mistakes I made, I realized that throughout when I was doing it, I'd spoken to other people and like more experienced people, and they told me all the mistakes I was making, and I hadn't listened. And I, you know, I thought I thought that I knew best, and uh, I think failing really taught me that I didn't, and taught me the value of uh, learning from other people, and you know hiring people who are better than me and more experienced than me and, and, and valuing experience in a way that I hadn't. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to experience it to, to convince yourself, you know, that yeah. you, you know, it could have been something else, you know, so yeah. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Um, what one piece of advice would you give retailers, online retailers keen on growing their businesses through messenger? Yeah, I, I, I think it would be um, to dive in and you've got to start promoting it. Uh, I, I think everyone should be looking at Messenger Chat, which is you know the, the chat replacement plugin built by Messenger. I think mm-hmm. it's so powerful. If you you use that on your website, you're connecting with customers. That as soon as they close that website, you can then start. You can still the, keep the conversation going and be re-engaging with them. Yeah. Uh, and there's so many so many use cases for that for building a relationship with a customer over time, whether it's care, whether it's marketing. Um, I, th- I think that's the key the key takeaway. Yeah, and, and plug messenger chat to a platform like Converse Social to get you know full customer service experience. Because you know, from my experience, using Messenger Raw yeah, was just overwhelming. It's hard. It was, yeah, it's just overwhelming. It doesn't you can need to consolidate all of that data, create tickets, and you know, manage your customers professionally with accountability. Okay. Final question. If you could choose a single book or resource that's made the highest impact in, um, in, in building and growing business, which would it be? Yeah, it's a hard, there's a lot, lot of options for that, but I think my favorite business book for kind of entrepreneur is, uh, the hard thing about hard things, by yeah. Ben Horowitz, yeah. um, just a great, great book on the kind of entrepreneur's journey and building and scaling a team. Yeah. 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 I agree. Do you also have a book, Message Me, um, uh, The Future of Customer Service in the Era of um, Social Messaging and Artificial Intelligence? 100%. Yeah. If you're interested in learning more about what we've been talking about, then yeah, uh, grab my book off Amazon or Kindle. And you know, I wrote it over the last couple of years, just really talking about all these shifts that are happening in the industry and, and what you need to do to really implement messaging and bots uh, into your business. I'll link to it in the show notes. Many, many thanks for 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 for, for your insights, you know, and, and to Messenger. I'm you know more educated on 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 the technology platform and how to go about it, you know, more professionally. Um, yeah, thank you, and um, I'll catch you catch you soon. Cheers. Great to be on it. 
So that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2X e-commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2XEcommerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.